I'm Nicholas Barnier. And I'm Joseph Sag. And we're from the University of Maine at Farmington, making change in Maine course. Today we'll be talking about climate change, its effect on the earth, and how to solve the situation of climate change. These are some of the effects of climate change. Very high temperature rises, especially over land, worsening dust bowl conditions over the southwest United States, southern Europe, and many other regions around the globe that are heavily populated and or heavily farmed. Sea levels rise up to one foot by 2050 and four to six feet or more by the end of the century, rising some 12 inches or more each decade thereafter. Massive species loss on land and sea, much more extreme weather like hurricanes and tornadoes, food insecurity by increasing population from seven billion to eight billion and then nine billion in a world with an increasingly inhospitable climate and lots of direct and indirect health impacts. These are some solutions to climate change. The more people that reduce their energy use and walk and ride their bikes will have a greater impact on climate change. Community members should work together and address structural issues like rooftop solar installations, lack of bike lanes, policies that act against energy saving, and prevent people who would like to save energy. First of five topics is renewable energy. The use of utility solar panels, which are hundreds of thousands of solar panels in a large area, which would reduce 42 to 119 gigatons of CO2 by 2050. Offshore wind turbines are more efficient because overseas winds are more consistent than on land. Onshore wind turbines replace fossil fuels with emission-free electricity. When we camped out in Acadia, we talked to the Climate to Thrive organization and we visited their solar farm they built to sustain Mount Desert Island with a renewable energy source and they are trying to build geothermal heating in houses instead of using oil. If the United States wants to get 100% renewable energy by 2050, we would need 78 million rooftop solar arrays, 485,000 wind turbines, 49,000 solar panel plants, and a massive energy source. It's a solution, but not a realistic one that happen anytime soon. Our second of five topics is human activity. Reduce food waste. A third of food produced is wasted. Producing uneaten food wastes seeds, water, energy, land, fertilizer, hours of labor, financial capital, and generates greenhouse gases at every stage. Electric cars. Having an electric car would reduce fossil fuel consumption and reduce air pollution. Walkable cities. Walkable cities can use planning, design, and density for more walking and less driving. More pedestrians means less emissions from driving. Bicycle infrastructure. Bicycles offer an alternate form for replacing cars and fossil fuel transportation. This is essential for supporting safety and more bicycle use causing less emissions. Finally, public transit. When someone opts to ride a streetcar, bus, or subway, rather than drive a car or hailing a cab, greenhouse gases are averted. Also, with more public transit, there are less cars and less accidents and fatality. Also, the last decade was the warmest on record both in the world and in the United States, and the U.S. is getting more frequent heavy rain events due to climate change. The U.S. also had record-breaking heat waves that caused wildfires and hurricanes were supersized. Topic 3 of 5 is LED lighting. 
LEDs are the most energy efficient bulbs available. Unlike older technologies, they transfer most of their energy use into light rather than waste heat. LEDs will replace less efficient light and make up about 95% of the household lighting market, 90% of the commercial lighting by 2050. LEDs use 90% less energy than incandescent light bulbs for the same amount of light and half as much as compact fluorescence without toxic mercury. By transferring most of their energy use into creating light rather than heat, like older technologies, LEDs reduce electricity consumption and air conditioning loads. The price for LEDs is two to three times higher than incandescence or fluorescence, but falling rapidly. Quick four of five is farmland. 0.4 billion hectares of farmland has been abandoned due to land degradation. 189 to 296 million hectares could be restored and converted to regenerative annual cropping or other productive carbon-friendly farming system by 2050. There are an estimate of 950 million to 1.1 billion acres of deserted farmland around the world. Once used for crops has been restored and converted to forest or development, restoration can mean the return of natural foliage and establishment of tree plantings and the introduction of new regenerative farm practices. Our last of five topics is forest restoration. Almost all temperate forests have been altered in some way, either timbered, converted to agriculture, or disrupted by development. The world's 1.9 billion acres of temperate forest are now a carbon sink. According to the World Resources Institute, more than 1.4 billion acres are candidates for a restoration, either large-scale, closed forest, or mixed muskets of forest, more sparsely growing trees, and land uses such as agriculture. In the last century, tropical forests have suffered mass clearing, fragmentation, degeneration, and reduction of biodiversity, primarily in South America. Once covering 12% of the world's landmass, now cover just 5%. While destruction continues in many places, tropical forest restoration is growing and may infrequent as much as 6 gigatons of carbon dioxide per year. Other methods are more exhaustive, such as cultivating and planting saplings and removing invasive species to accelerate natural ecological procedures. This was students from UMF in the Making Change in Maine class, spreading the word about climate change and how it could be solved so future generations can live a happy life on our one and only Earth.